Hello there, everyone. Welcome back to the 1894 podcast. And we are here after Bristol City's nil-nil draw at home to West Brom in the Championship. Six games in, nine points on the board. Not a bad start for me. Um, I'm joined, as usual, by Matisse. Matisse, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Yeah, first nil-nil of the season, third draw. Still without a win at home, but it was a more positive performance, I'd say, at home. I thought we were a lot better. No goals. It was a very tight match. But yeah, overall, six games in, we're in the top half of the table. It's it's not looking too bad. No, I completely agree. I think it's I think it's looking fairly fairly positive uh, so far. Uh, the team that was on display for Bristol City, um, it was one change, uh, one enforced change from the game before the international break against Swansea. Um, that was George Tanner, who came in for Taylor Gardner-Hickman. Um, Taylor Gardner-Hickman obviously not been able to play because it's West Brom and he's on loan from West Brom, so it's his parent clubs who can't play. Um, so it was Max and Gold, Tanner, Vine and Naismith Pring, midfield three of Matty James, Joe Williams, Jason Knight, uh, Sykes, Wells and Mackie Wells up top. Um, it's... I've looked at some of the um, kind of heat heat maps, if you will. Um, I think that's right. Heat works. Heat maps, yeah. Um, and it kind of said that Jason Knight was playing a slightly higher position, as like a number ten almost. Um, he was definitely occupying a lot of the space going forward. Um, but from where I was watching, um, it didn't really seem like that. Uh, I know he was really good in the number ten position against Oxford and scored a couple of goals and got an assist as well, I believe. But wasn't really using that position for me well enough in this one. Um, do you think Pearson is going to play uh, not in that number ten position, or is he going to get him into that midfield uh, three and really make it two eight to a six? Yeah, I think we're going to try and use Knight as a ten. I feel like if we get the most out of him in that position, he'd be really useful. I I was watching on Robin's TV and I did feel like he was pressing a lot high up. I mean he does run a lot obviously, yeah. but um he was he was moving quite far up the field. Um but otherwise in general lineup it's kind of expected now in the last few games. Like you said, the force changed. Uh, otherwise there's no voluntary changes from Pearson. So it's we've kind of got a starting eleven that's usually kind of guaranteed because that front three now I'm pretty I'm pretty settled until Conway comes back or if they go off form. But right now, they've been pretty great. Also, Dickey on the bench again. Um, he still puts Naismith as as preferred position since Dickey's red card. Um, it could be argued that Dickey could... Yeah, it could be argued that Dickey could start. But again, I thought Naismith had a brilliant game today. So, I mean, yeah, he's, he's, he's really put his place in the squad now. But um, overall, yeah, kind of bang average squad um, that you'd expect. Yeah, uh, it's kind of the, it's kind of the um, kind of churn of the players and the minutes they're getting together. Um, we all thought it would be kind of nice. Sorry, it'd be Viner Dickey in the two centre back role at the start of the season. It was like that against Preston, and we thought um, that would be the kind of centre back pairing if they can stay fit, and it's especially free that would be the kind of main centre back pairing. But Naismith has done nothing again. He's done he's done himself no harm really playing in that centre back position. Um, he was absolutely outstanding yesterday. Um, really, really, really good. Um, him and Viner made two goal-saving challenges. Um, the one from Naismith maybe could have been a little bit um, kind of borderline, but apart from that, both of them were outstanding. 
Yeah, definitely. I think he's put, he's yeah, like I said, he's put his place in the squad. And I mean, people wanted to see Vine and Dickie's kind of relationship build. But right now, I, I was thinking after Williams had a bad game, I, I would have thought Naismith would have popped into um, that DM kind of position. But Williams has been pretty solid as well recently. Really, he, really he, good yesterday, yeah. Yeah. And he, he's been really good. Um, so, yeah, that, that's how the starting lineup was. I thought the game started off really well. I thought the, the whole first half, we were pretty dominant. There was high energy, a high press. We were getting the ball into dangerous positions. Sykes on the right, the first minute, he was sprinting down the right, put a ball across. Um, I thought, yeah, the wingers were great. We we had a we just had a strong start. And it, that's kind of what you want to see. It's kind of not how we were playing in that in like the Preston game, first game of the season, we weren't as like threatening when we, we had, I don't know how many shots on target, but we didn't have a lot at all. Whereas today we had a lot more shots on target. Like they expected goals from both sides were a lot higher. And it's one of those nil-nil games that are like entertaining. And, and they're not one of those dull nil-nils. But um, no, I thought we had a great start and we were, I just thought we were a bit more composed at the back as well. The passes, two touch. We just looked like a bit, just a bit of a more solid, good championship side. I thought I thought it was great. No, I think you're spot on in terms of um, the um, composure bit. I thought our two centre-backs were really good in, in composing themselves and just generally looking like a, as you said, solid championship unit, but also looking like a good possession-based side um, and teams that can, you know, kind of stretch opposition out. A lot of the times, especially in our case, West Brom do have did have the quality in midfield with Dukuzlu and um well okay I'm West Brom now actually um and you Dukuzlu and Malumbi in midfield and John Swift as that kind of acting ten um and Wallace as well they they and with us you know kind of pushing all compact to one side so if the ball was down our right hand side Cam Cam bring everyone up to Cam bring was literally squeezing that would allow space for Wallace and Swift and that was a concern but as you said that's I suppose that shows our commitment and we looked really 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 uh, really look uh, really looked quite good um yeah composers on the balls uh, an important aspect as well West Brom in the end had 54% possession but still we um we looked uh, we looked a fairly good side in possession that was the um West Brom West Brom team taking below Palmer in goal, Ajay, Kipre, Peters, Furlong, Yakuzlu, Malambia's uh, midfield too. Uh, Matt Phillips was playing left wing back, which was weird. Uh, Jed Wallace, John Swift, um, I see, as I said, kind of the acting number 10s on the either side. Jed, Jed Wallace on the right, Swift on the left, and Brandon Thomas Asante up top. Um, I thought for the opening 15 minutes, nothing really happened, uh, or it didn't feel like anything really happened. We we kind of had a few openings. Uh, I remember literally in the first minute, we got in down the left-hand side through Sam Bell. Um, and then the other thing was campering, overloading. Uh, didn't Nothing happened from there. But we, even though nothing really happened, we it was always felt, it always felt like the intensity was there. And that was really good to see because that wasn't really, I don't think, there against Preston and against Birmingham. Yeah, exactly. And when we create these chances, I feel like that's what gets the crowd behind the team. And when you put in like a strong tackle, you you get a close chance and then the atmosphere builds and you push on for the goal. I mean, it obviously didn't happen yesterday, but it's that's the kind of starts you want 
as a team. And yeah, I, I thought the midfield was more present than normal. And I have to say, I have to give props to Tana. I thought he had a much better game than than normal. I thought defensively against Swift on the left as well, he did. He he, he really held his ground and. I thought he was a bit more attacking, a couple sprints down the right hand side from what I saw, a little bit more than usual, I thought. But um, yeah, I thought it was a great start. And then the big chance of um, Sykes on the right. And then uh, it was a mistake by the keeper. Or so. I, I, I kind of forgot. Yeah, the keeper. And the then first, he, yeah, it was that, that was in the first half as well, wasn't it? It yeah. was, yeah. And then he first time shot. Just hit the post and Naki was just a bit too far to the left and it bounced. It was just unlucky. You can't really do much about that. Um, but yeah, so frustrating. I just thought there were a couple chances. Naki as well, a really good pass into the box. Naki took a touch and yeah, went to the keeper. Just chances like those. I felt like we have to just be a bit more clinical and finish these chances because when you have so many of those, then like I kind of feel like at the end of the game, we're like, we, we could have grabbed that win there. We could have got the three points. But um, that, yeah. no. No, you're right, because you won't get too many chances like that in the championship. Um, because teams will teams of West Brom's quality who have, you know, generally got very good players, um, and will be, you know, mid table ish, maybe even pushing higher than that. Um, they will punish you and they didn't on this occasion because we were really good defensively, but still, um, eventually we need to take those chances and Pearson outlined that in his press in his post match interview. You need to be more clinical. Um, Naismith even said that. Um, I remember Naismith went on a little bit of a mazy run in the first half as well, where he kind of chopped yeah, in, uh, chopped, uh, chopped in, chopped out, and couldn't get the shot off. Uh, I turned to my mate who was right, right of me and went, "Is that Naismith or Diego Maradona?" Is um, so, sometimes Cal Naismith. I remember he scored a goal for Luton doing that against Bournemouth. I think in the ninety-six minute or something. Um, he kind of chopped in, chopped out, and curled one in with the left foot right in the in the bottom corner. So he has got that quality in him. Um, so yeah, that was unlucky as well, but that Sykes shot, um, hit that looked from where I was sat in the South stand looked all for inten- all intents and purposes. That was in, um, and I, I'm, I heard someone next to me screaming like, Oh, that's gone in. That's gone in. Uh, mm-hmm. already, already cheering before, before, uh, before the ball even hit the post. And it's didn't, didn't, um, didn't eventually go in, um, but literally straight after that, Brandon Thomas Asante comes in uh, down uh, down this side, um, and Zach Viner puts in the most incredible of challenges one on one. I thought he was quite left, but actually on the replay, he's literally right down the middle as well. Um, first, mm. Naismith pushes him left, and then. Uh, Naismith's covering position left and then Zach Viner puts in a hell of a challenge sliding in um, gets it away um, Zach Viner I mean I've run out, of, I've run out of words he's ridiculous he's amazing you just just that I, when he when Thomas Asante was through after that miss I was like there's no way I, I thought it was a bang on he was going to release a shot there I don't know what Max was going to do but he got around. He got. He got that, that tackle. It was just amazing. I didn't have any words for it. Vinyl was brilliant yesterday. The the another goal line clearance as well. In the was it still that was the first half as well. Um, yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. Um, but no, he he was amazing, and it was so glad to get him on another deal for the club because he is definitely one of our most best and consistent players right now. And 
it's just what you love to see. It's, it's a brilliant tackle. And yeah, that kept us in the game. We had 10 shots in the first half. Um, granted, one on target. But we really looked like the only team in it. And West Brom, for the first half, looked like one of the worst sides that come to Ashton Gate in years. Like They looked horrendous. They looked well off it. And with the quality they have in the squad and the starting eleven, you'd think they'd be better than that. They weren't. They were horrific that first half. Um, but we just didn't take our chances when we should have. Um, West Brom in the second half, um, eleven minutes in. Again, for the first kind of ten minutes of the second half, um, yeah, there's always that kind of concern in the in the back of your mind, going, "Oh, can we replicate that first half performance in the second half?" And, doesn't particularly happen. Um, and they make a couple of subs um, with Josh Madger, who comes on for Jed Wallace, who was horrendous, by the way, Jed Wallace. Um, uh, he, was, he was shocking down the right-hand side. Um, Cambring, Cambring won the ball off him about five times in the first half alone. Uh, he was shocking. Um, and Josh Madger comes on um, to make it like a two-striker partnership. Uh, Josh Madger kind of dropped in like a number 10 position um, with John Swift off the left so they didn't have really any attacking prowess down the right hand side um, for most of it uh, Connor Townsend came on at left wing back for Matt Phillips as well um, and those two subs changed the game for West Brom and after that we just didn't really look yeah, looking in the game and West Brom for that second half did what we did in the first half yeah, it's true. Like you said, I thought around the 55th or 60th minute, the game started to shift and West Brom kind of took control. I thought we just invited a bit too much pressure. We became a little bit sloppy. They they had control of the ball. They were the one with the with the bigger threat. And yeah, they had a couple of good chances, hit the woodwork once as well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a shame because then when you look at that first half and you're like, we could have got one or two goals there. And then the, the then they look like the more likely to score, and you're kind of defending and trying not to lose. Um, but yeah, I thought the subs yeah it helped them a lot. I was we usually have our substitutes at the 60th minute, that like um, the normal time. But yesterday we we waited quite late, and our first substitute was only in the 80th minute. So um, yeah, it was we yeah we made subs in the 17th, 80th minute, um, something like that, um, and we. I think we waited 10 minutes 15 minutes too long because by then the momentum literally was all West Brom they uh hit the post um which was really really close like ridiculous it should have gone in maybe um they had another few chances um and as soon as Ephraim Yeboah comes on Bristol City literally just look a far better better threat going forward he holds the ball up, he's got the pace, he's got the physical strength. Um, and I've just seen one clip where, I remember this, um, it was um, down down attacking to the south the second half. Uh, he gets in behind Eric Peters, uses his strength, doesn't do, I don't know, in my opinion, this is not a foul. Could be, could be argued it is, in my opinion, not. Literally gets in down the left-hand side. If that if the referee gives that lets that go, Efraim Ibel is one on one and he probably scores from his record in the under twenty um, ones. He scores that normally, so that was again another decision made. We could have got 
But on the other hand as well, they could have had a penalty right at the end with Cal Naismith's um, heroic challenge. Brave, very brave challenge uh, right at the end. But yeah, um, Yaboa, just, he's, he's awesome. He looks so good. He's 17. He's, seven, he's not 21, he's 17. Yeah, it's crazy because well, I just turned seventeen a few days ago, so I'm I'm sitting watching on Robin's TV, and this guy my age is is playing in the championship, and he's looking like one of our be- better youngsters coming through the ranks. Um, but yeah, Yaboa looks like a great player. People say for the future, but this season, by the come this like second half of the season, he could be playing a lot more, coming off the bench in the 60th minute, making an making an impact. Yeah, I thought that that um, foul. I thought mm, I didn't. I didn't really think it was a foul. I thought he had his hands on Yabo as well, and he was through. And there was a chance that Cornick was uh, running through as well. So questionable, but yeah, there were quite a few yellow cards in the game. Thought the ref was okay. There, there was some tough decisions, but yeah, I, was the Naismith tackle in like the last minute? Nine, uh, it was ninety second or third minute, I think. Yeah, because yeah, my, yeah, my 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 yeah, the the stream off. cut off. The stream the stream cut off like one minute and a half before the end, and I was like raging because I was like we could we could nick something here. So I don't think I didn't see Naismith's um, clearance actually. Um, but yeah, we brought. So basically, Josh Madger, their second striker, gets in down the left hand side. Um, because after we lose the ball in midfield, we just looked tired and a bit lethargic, really, after that. Um, he gets in down the left-hand side. We're all going, oh, we've thrown this away here. Um, Cal Naismith, literally, it seemed like out of nowhere, came from the le- came from his left-hand side, completely just wiped him out. It was a brilliant, brilliant challenge. Um I'm trying to have a look at it now. Some some people on well Twitter are saying that um oh could have been a red, uh sh- well it could have been a penalty. Um, oh and, wow! And that was a tackle. And yeah, yeah. Um, you you could say well, uh, well, yeah, you could you could argue that it is a penalty because he does get the man, but I'd I'd say that's a brilliant challenge. Um, myself obviously being completely biased, but um. Still, uh, I, even if we did concede, I don't think it would have been a fair result. Um, I thought a draw was was fair. West Brom in the second half hit the post. Uh, they had a few. They had, they had that challenge. Obviously, um, they looked a very good. They looked far more of a threat. Um, and George Tanner takes takes his man out. Literally, just completely just wipes him out uh, in the fiftieth minute. Um, like it's. It's ridiculous. He's completely beaten. Um, he's got no hope of catching him. Just, just takes him out, just wipes him out. It's ridiculous. Um, I, I love George Tanner's Brexit tackles. That one against Sheffield United. That yeah, one, that one. He's a 360 in the air. That was a red. He's so easily loved. Um, that's the only reason he's in the team. If we're playing like Manchester City, just, just play him in the team and just like, Get him on, I don't know, their best players and just, just break their ankles. It's as simple as that. Um, if, we've, if we've got no hope of winning, just break ankles and just, 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 just do that. Um, but yeah, I thought but he, yeah, was, I, he, but in all seriousness, I thought he had a fairly steady game. I thought he was all right. He was being a couple of times, which is why he had to make that challenge. Um, but he was generally pretty steady. Uh, won a free kick in the first half. Um, 
he looked he looked okay, but I still expect Taylor Arnickman to come in uh, against Plymouth. Yeah, probably. I'd see that happening. I do want to see if we can play Taylor Gardner and in different positions. And I do want to see that with Ross McCrory when he comes back, which mm. I still don't know. On, on Foot Mob, the, the app, it says a few days, but yeah, right. No. That's 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 not happening. If, if they mean a few uh, so days by wrong. a few months, then maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd see Taylor Gardner and coming back in the squad. But yeah, I thought um, I just watched that Naismith tackle and damn, that was last ditch. But yeah, I think he did get the ball there. On the West Brom highlights, it says um, West Brom denied penalty at yeah. the dying stages. So they were, they, they definitely thought it was a bang on. Um, but yeah, we brought Cornick on near the end. Yeah, with Yeboah, Roberts on for night. And then when Dickie came on for Bell, I, did we change formation? I felt like um, we moved. So, no, okay, I'll, t- I'll tell you what happened. So, First two subs, it was Naki Wells off, Mark Sykes off uh, for Yeboah and Cornick. Uh, so that formation was fine. The formation stayed Yeah, the like same. for like, yeah. Yeah. Hayden Robertson comes on for Jason Knight. Um, so we're taking a midfielder off for a left back or a centre-back. Uh, so basically what happens is Cal Naismith stays in midfield, uh, stays in centre-back. Uh, we go with Na- Vine and Naismith and Hayden Roberts is the back three uh, with Tanner at right wing back and campering at left wing back. Uh, um, so we gone. We went with a back five with two in midfield with Williams and James. Um, didn't really work. So he brings on another centre back. Uh, he goes two up top with Cornick and Yaboa. Um, I suppose just with the um, kind of a physicality of them two. Um, so he goes them them two up top. He pushes Naismith into midfield to make it a three. Um, Hayden Roberts stays a left centre-back with Dickie, Viner, Hayden Roberts, uh, Tanner right wing-back, Campering left wing-back. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I thought we moved to three-back as well. Didn't really do much. It was, it was really late on. I really, like we said earlier, I thought the subs just came a little too late. But um, I want to talk about a couple of chances that we also had near the end. Um, I think... Yeboah was through on the right hand side, and then there was yeah, quite yeah. a few players in the box. Came to Williams, and he hit hit a shot from like just inside the box, I think. And I thought that was that was going top left. He, what are you I talking about? That, the you're talking about the curl shot, yeah, with his left foot. Um, no, it was right foot, like laced it through right hand side. It was looking like it was going top left. It went over the bar there. Top back. Is the second half? Yeah. It was. It was near. Um, you sure it was? Because I remember a shot. Um, I remember a shot. I'm pretty from, sure it was Williams. From, I remember a left foot curled shot which went over the bar. Maybe it was left foot. Maybe I, it was I from the right hand side. Right hand side of the box. Was it? Was right, it the, the one box. where your bow holds the man and then passes yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one. Yeah, yeah. Okay, it was left. Okay, fine. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah that was a close shot. Oh, that's yeah. I was about to, I was about to say that. Oh, it comes to him. I don't think he can do much more. It was a, it was a great save. The goalkeeper makes himself big, but maybe he could have lifted it a little bit. But oh, that was good. If Harry he, he hasn't got scored, the time to lift it. He hasn't got the time. Yeah, to lift it. it's it's a it's a difficult situation. I mean, he, at least he got the shot off. It was it was a great. It was unlucky, but a good save. He made himself big. But if Harry Cornick got us out. With three points Harry again. Can, Harry Cornick be... gets us all three points. That was unbelievable. Oh, um, God. No, See. basically what... So what is, what happens is Tanner puts the ball in from the right-hand side. Uh, I think it's Sam Bell. Kind of flicks it on, I think. 
Um, or does something with it. Uh, and then it falls for Harry Cornick perfectly. Um, and then he is, he's got a defender to the left of him. He's, all he's got to do for me is just place it in that near corner because the goalkeeper hasn't got enough mm-hmm. time to react to, you know, make himself big enough to, you know, um, and come come um, close enough to Harry Cornick to stop the near post shot. So if he puts it into the near corner instead of trying to put it in the far corner, um, I think that would have been a goal. But still, you know, very harsh um, because that is a very good save. Um, and if uh, Max O'Leary does that, we go, oh, brilliant save, brilliant save. Um, so, yeah, it's a very good save from Palmer, to be fair. Um, but, yeah, generally, kind of final thoughts on the game. Um, thought, thought we, I thought, thought, I thought a point was a fair result. Um, I thought first half we were far the better side. I thought second half they were far the better side. So, if that evens out. We get a point. There we go. Uh, point each. Um, yeah, I'd, I would have taken the point before the game. Um, I thought we'd win because I thought we'd have more quality than we showed. But generally, um, yeah, I wouldn't say it's the worst result in the world. Yeah, I think, well, we didn't lose. And that's always good. Um, it is a point. No goals. I felt like we could have nicked a goal in the first half. Overall, we weren't clinical enough, but then again, from the second half, I'd say a point is fair enough. We had quite a few shots, I thought, um, looking at the stats, like 14 around in total by the end of it, yeah. um, which is good to see. Just I thought just an overall a better performance at home is what you want to see a lot better than Preston and Birmingham, I'd say, even though the second half was a, a bit um, less uh, of a good performance. But um, I heard a stat during the game as well. We haven't, we're yet to score in the first half of a championship game. Um, so, yeah, it's a bit surprising. And he says our second half's actually our better ones, which was kind of the opposite yesterday. Um, yeah, which is surprising. But, um, yeah, defence, great. Viner, Naismith, amazing. Viner got man of the match, definitely deserved three, like, massive blocks. Like, yeah, he was just all round amazing. He's got quite a few man of the matches already this year. And we're only six games in. Um, but yeah, got Plymouth next Tuesday. But overall, the players, I thought, yeah, we were we were pretty good. I got to say Thomas Asante as well. I thought he, he was a threat, but we we kept him we kept we him kind of quiet. He had a, we yeah, we dealt with him well. I mean, I remember him from last December on Boxing Day when we had that oh, home don't, fixture. Don't, don't, don't remember. That terrible don't game. That. And don't I thought he was... Don't remember it. <laughs> Um, but after that game, it all, it all went uphill. Um, yeah, he was a good player, but we dealt with him well. And overall, yeah, we'd take a point. Three draws now, still only one loss in six. We're sitting at a tenth in the table, are we? Um, yeah. We're still top half. So, yeah, it's, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. Yeah, uh, six points. Six games, nine points. Um, at least we're staying up with that record. Um, so, not no. Not not too shabby uh, for now. Um, just keep. I'd, I'd say just kind of stay in the playoff race uh, if we can, uh, kind of around that tenth, eleventh region, uh, and then if we can go on a run, brilliant. And if we can get into those playoff positions, it'd be brilliant. But if not, I suppose that is what it is. Uh, but yeah, uh, good point for me. I think West Brom are a good side, so I think they'll be kind of in a similar region to us coming out of the season. So. You know, um, not too, not too bad. Uh, definitely not 
definitely definitely a must not lose game. And um, we didn't lose that game. Um, kept a clean sheet, so uh, not too not too bad. West Country Derby next, um, if you want to call it, um, if you want to call it that. Um, I would say West. I would say Derby, but we haven't played them in ages. Um, so yeah, it's we're a weird one. Uh, City played Plymouth on Tuesday night. Um, I will be there. Um, hopefully, um, if I'm not in a fight with the Plymouth fans, because no, I, I really, I really couldn't care less. Um, no, the atmosphere. They, I think they sold out within like 12 hours. The allocation, which is mental for Tuesday night as well. Um, yeah, so that will be a big game for them. Um, they haven't won away from home yet. Uh, we haven't won at home yet. Um, it stinks of a 1-1. Yeah, it's kind of the same as the West Brom game as well. They're yet to win away this season. And it, yeah, it was just a nil-nil. But yeah, Plymouth, and well, obviously a new side to the championship, just got promoted. They're, they're, they're not bad at all. I think they're, they're quite a strong side. They've been impressive so far. Ryan Hardy on the score sheet again yesterday. Mm-hmm. They lost 2-1 against Preston, but Preston have just been amazing. They're five wins on the bounce now, still at the top of the table. Not six only, out of six, because the, the mighty draw. Robins. The yeah. only draw. It's from us. We kept them from the three points. Uh, but yeah, Ryan Hardy, that's six from six now. So yeah, it's another home game. So yeah, hopefully we can carry the carry the first half performance into Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we should be looking to win this game, because... They're yet to win away from home. I think it's a good way to get our first win at home this season. Tuesday night, just boost the confidence going into a very tough fixture on Saturday, um, which will be one of the hardest ones of the year. Let's be realistic here. Um, If we win against Plymouth, um, and let's say we lose at Leicester, um, that's a good week. In my opinion, that's a a really good week. So, yeah, I think if we go out there and win against Plymouth and just kind of write off Leicester away... Yeah, good week. Yeah, and I definitely agree. I, I tried to get tickets for Leicester as well, but uh, it sold out. It sold um, out within 24 hours. Good luck. Yeah, yeah, which was a shame. Uh, but yeah, it'll be a very tough game. But yeah, moving to Plymouth. Uh, they are as well in and around us in the table. Two points behind, 13th place. They've had a decent start to the season. They did thrash Blackburn 3-0, to be fair. Um, before the international break. Otherwise, looking at the results now, they, they've played pretty difficult teams. They lost against Birmingham, Southampton, they had mm. Watford at home. So, to be fair, they haven't had really, the easiest start. A couple of really unlucky ones as well. Um, yeah. Last minute last minute against Southampton at home, where they probably should have got a point. Um, and last minute away at Birmingham, where they probably should have got a point as well. Um, smacked, Plim- uh, sorry, smacked Blackburn, as you said. Um, and... Uh, Kind of got two late goals against Huddersfield, or it's kind of tight game. They won that, so it can't be can't be bad with that. Um, point away, Vicarage Road is never never you know easy. Um, so yeah, they've had a really good side as well, uh, a very good start as well. You we we kind of look at the League One sides and go, oh Ipswich, oh you know brilliant third and whatnot. But Plymouth have had a really good start as well. If a League One side has come up and the thirteenth is it after six games, really good start. So um, yeah. Um, you know, the brilliant start for them, and, and hopefully it doesn't continue on Tuesday. But um, yeah, I've, I've been really impressed by Plymouth, and I think they're a very good side. Yeah, 
So yeah, I remember we said after the before well, before the Swansea game, we talked about the future five games. Now we're two out of those five down. We said we would hope for eight points. I think I remember saying two wins, and two, two wins and two draws, and then a loss at Leicester away. We're kind of on track for that right now. We've got four already out of six in our last two. Um, I think we have Plymouth and Stoke at home. I think we should be looking to get one win out of those two. Um, but that's still in a I few think, games. Honestly, I think we should be trying to win both games. We we should be, but knowing... Our... Stoke, if you look at Stoke, they haven't probably clicked yet. Um, and I know they're a good side, Stoke, because they've got some good players and a good manager, but they haven't probably clicked yet. So we should be looking to... Obviously, this could be changed. They could win 5-0 in midweek and we go, actually, you know what? Um, we should take a point, but still, we should be looking to win both games because they're kind of even. I'd I'd said against West Brom, um, I'd have said go ahead and win, try and win the game. We tried to, we didn't win the ultimately. Um, but they're kind of in a similar position to us, West Brom, in terms of progression and whatnot. Uh, Stoke are in the same same boat. Um, try and win the game, you know. Um, but yeah, yeah, we 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 should we'll take one game at a time. So, yeah, we got Plymouth choosing. I, I'd say starting lineup would be the same, other than Taylor Gardner-Hickman coming in um, at right back. Uh, but otherwise, I don't really see any other changes, really, after the really good performance by Naismith and Viner. Midfield won't change and the front three neither. Um, and I thought Pring was pretty good as well. I don't see Aidan Roberts coming in just yet. Um, so, yeah, prediction. I think I think we should... Be looking to win this, I say I'm going to say a one nil win, a narrow one nil win, like a similar game to West Brom, but we just get that clinical edge and finish off one of our chances. I'm not gonna lie, I'm sweating a little bit over that Plymouth front three. I think um, Mumba, Hardy, Whitaker, um, really good. Um, um score prediction. I think we'll have the majority of the ball. Um, I think we've got. I think they'll score. Uh, I think we'll score. Hopefully, anyway. Um, I think we'll win though. Um, so I'll go for another two-one to us. I'll go. Uh, yeah, I'll go two-one. Two-one Bristol City. Um, so like that, we'll move on and we'll talk about Leicester away. Um, no, I don't want to be negative, but I haven't really got hope, have we? No, it's always going to be a tough game coming to um, the King Power Stadium against, well, one of the most prestigious championship sides who've just come down after winning the Premier League it's eight years ago now, which I still can't believe they they that's happened. And now they're, they're coming to... Um, the well, narrative is there, though. Now. The narrative is there, though. Yeah. Nigel Pearson, Andy King, Matty James... Travel to the X club, prove the doubters wrong, get a smash and grab one nil. Uh, I mean, it won't happen, but you love to, you'd love to, yeah. you'd love to see it. <laughs> you never know, but yeah, they've had a they've had a great start. Bar that one nil loss at home to Hull, um, which was a close game, but um, otherwise, yeah, they've got a hundred percent start. Other than that, they not sitting first though because of Preston's even better start, unbeaten. Um, I think. Preston, are, they, are Preston the only unbeaten side now after Birmingham lost yesterday? Yeah, they are. Um, but yeah, it's never going to be easy. But yeah, you you never know. You never know. But um, 
maybe sometimes you do. Um, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, <laughs> they still have Vardy. I'm so, Vardy is loyal, man. I'm I'm kind of surprised that he uh, he just, stayed at Leicester, but just, fair play. Just for context, uh, Leicester have won. You just won four one at Southampton. They've um, walloped, walloped, larruped Southampton at St Mary's. Um, they're a good side. Um, Leicester. Um, Southampton as well, actually. Uh, but the argument could be made that they haven't clicked yet. So, if buts and maybes and whatnot, uh, maybe they haven't clicked. Yet. I'm just looking at uh, this team, though, that they played. And um, Pereira, Harry Winks, Ndidi, Jamie Vardy. He's a Premier League quality like players. Like, what is this? It's just ridiculous, isn't it? Um, yeah. Callum Doyle, James Justin, mm. Kim Dewsbury Hall, Jamie Vardy to an extent. Um, the, that in itself are four players who've been here before in the Championship and um, absolutely torn this league apart. So, uh, I don't want to be, you know, completely like, oh, we're just fucked, but we're just um, we 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 are. I'm sorry. If we get anything at Leicester, like a 98th minute equaliser of someone's backside, I will laugh. Um, but like, I don't want this to be too bad. I'll take a. I don't know. I don't. I don't. We'll we'll lose, but hopefully it's not an absolute larping. Um Maybe you never know. Leicester could lose in midweek, and we go actually we can catch them at a good moment. But no. Um, score predictions. Um, I'll go two nil, Leicester. Yeah, I mean, I do want to be positive, but you can't back us to win every single game of the season. Well, you have to be realistic as well. Like my heart says, Andy King hat trick. And we come away with three Andy points. King, if it gets in the match day squad, then we're completely screwed. <laughs> Bicycle kick from Andy King um, outside the box. Matty James scissor one. kick again, 91st minute, yeah. 1-0. <laughs> exactly. Um, but no, my head says a loss as well. I see us bringing a bit of a game to them. We're good away from home. No, no, um, no. We will, we will, we will give, give them a good game. But yeah. the quality there, the quality difference is just... I'll, I'll tell you who they brought on. They brought on Kilachi Iheanacho, Cesar Kasady, uh Hamza Chowdhury, uh, Yunus Akgun, and Abdul Isaku. Oh, when they were like three-one up at Salamti, we're bringing on a seventeen-year-old Efrem Ibola, who is very good, by the way, but he's seventeen. Um, and we're bringing on Harry Cornick. Um, so yeah. you can see the difference there already in quality. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 no, it's no kind of like sly on us because we're a good side for championship level, but Leicester are three, three steps ahead of us. Yeah, they, they are amazing. I was about to say something and I forgot now, but um, yeah. Oh, yeah, my prediction. That's where I was going to go for. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think it's going to be a similar game to what was last year when we went to Norwich away. Um, when Norwich were in good form, so were we. The score was 3-2, and I'm going to replicate that. I see us, I see them being kind of in control 
but I do see us bouncing back. I see like they go two nil up, then we uh, score a goal, but then they three one and then three two. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go for an entertaining three two win where we kind of within the game a bit, but just not quite there. But um, yeah, I don't see us winning. If we get a draw, then that is amazing. So we'll definitely take that. But yeah, yeah, like you said, next week, three out of six points. If we win at Plymouth, then yeah, we'll take it. But knowing how it goes, we're going to lose 3-0 against Plymouth and then beat Leicester 1-0. Beat Leicester 1-0, yeah, exactly. Um, (laughs) Yes, Harry Cornick scores off the bench. Literally the the most British of the week. I'd take that though. If we lose three nil against yeah. Plymouth and then beat Leicester away, I'll take that. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, <clears throat> let us know your predictions in the comment section um, down below. Um, just one more it. thing. Just one more thing before we end. The away kit has been released after months. We released our home kit in February and we're into September, mid September, and we have finally released our away kit from O'Neill's. Um, yeah, we haven't obviously yeah, we haven't worn it yet, but it came out a few days ago. Just wanted to hear your thoughts on it and yeah, what you think about it. We'll wear it. We wear it last away. Will we go blue, white, um, blue? No, sorry, blue, red. Uh, I think we'll probably go blue, red actually. Um, yeah, probably. We'll probably wear a home kit. Um, yeah, I think it's a good kit. I think it's. I think it's. At first, I was like, I'm not really sure on the patterns when I was looking at it online on my phone, obviously. But when I saw people wearing it at the ground, I was like, you know what, actually, that's a pretty pretty good kit. Um, obviously, that kind of um, patterns a throwback to the 70s, isn't it? Um, so, um, yeah, that's a nice touch. It's not like the um, one we have with the Robins flying bird badge, which is no correlation with the football club whatsoever, and it's just pointless. Um, but, yeah... Um, I think it's good. Um, I think I think I think I think it's a good kit, um, and yeah, I don't mind it. I like a blackout kit. I, 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 I've had I've been kind of um, protesting for one. Protesting? No, that's not one. That's not the word. Um, kind of wanting one or hoping we get a blackout kit for a while. Um, so that's good, uh, and I really like that. Um, and yeah, I, I generally fairly like the kit. I like the patterns. I think that's a nice touch to the yeah, purple and lime as well on the collar. Um, and generally think it's a good kit. Yeah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, like you said, I do love the blackout kits. My favourite, I think I have it here. Actually, yeah, I got it here. This is my favourite kit of um, of like the recent years. Yeah. I just no, love that's the, got like, the, weird, the... That's got the weird um, patterns at the bottom, hasn't it? Which is, this one? The ruins. You don't like yeah. that? I quite like because it's like the the houses of Bristol, like the on the on the yeah, hill. Yeah, you know, like, that the... area. Yeah, I know that, but um, it's, it ruins it a little bit, I suppose. Uh, but it's a nice. I, it's I a love nice this kit, but then I have I have Masengo on the back. Right, turn it around, turn it around, turn it around. I don't want to see him. So <laughs> yeah, um, but no, I I love that kit. I love blackout kits. Um, like you said, that purple and lime kind of like patterns is it is a nice touch i think i would have preferred if it was like completely black instead of those like little city symbols but i haven't seen it um like in real life yet just online pictures but yeah no it's a, it's a nice kit i feel like our three kits this year none of them are horrendously bad um so yeah yeah it's oh it's just a, really another kit but um yeah hopefully we'll see it yeah like you said i think we'll go for the red next weekend but 
Yeah. Um, so that's it, I suppose. That's it in terms of news. Um, oh, no. Nigel Pearson was on crutches on... Um, oh, on, yes, he was. On, on, on Saturday. Um, he was on two crutches, and apparently he's, had to, he's going to go... Uh, he's going to undergo... Um, uh, undergo emergency back surgery or something like that along those lines. Um, you could say the injury crisis has, has um, struck again. Uh, like the coaching staff are getting injured now. Um, but yes, on all seriousness, um, you know, uh, hopefully he's fine. Um, and hopefully he's um, he's good soon because he's had a few problems with his health, whether they're related or not. I have no clue. Um, but yeah, hopefully he's he's, he's, he's good soon. Um, it was actually it was actually um, someone pointed it out in the in the crowd. He's like, oh look, Pearson's on crutches, and I'm going. Well, Russell Crawley, Aman Benarus, Rob Atkinson, Adam, and Nigel Pearson to the list. Um, but yeah, hope he hope he generally genuinely gets better soon. Um, okay. you don't want to see that. Um, I think he'll probably be in, in for Plymouth. Hopefully, he is. Um, maybe not for Leicester, which would be a real shame because yeah, you know, because it's because it's you know his homecoming, um, homecoming, his return. We're his home now. Um, yeah. He loves us more than you. I'm just, he probably does. Um, but, um, if he gets us promoted, he probably will. Um, but yeah, it's his kind of return, isn't it, to um, to the uh, yeah. the king power. So that would be a shame if he misses that. But hopefully not. Um, right, that's it for this this podcast. Um, we kind of rambled on about Nigel Pearson's back at the end. Uh, Carlos Corbran was quite the opposite. He was shouting on the sideline. He literally was running down that for the whole game. It was entertaining, but it was also like, at what point does he get, you know, Jürgen Klopp levels of um, ridiculous energy? Um, But yeah, thank you guys very much for watching this podcast. Um, Subscribe to the 1894 podcast you can just hit that red button um and next once you subscribe you can just hit the notification bell just tap on that and then you'll get notified every time you do upload uh every time we do upload a podcast um after a game before a game etc etc we will be back after the last game yeah 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 we'll, we'll be back review both the- games yeah yeah we'll be back after the last game um and yeah, we'll be talking about Leicester and then the games after that as well. Um, this has been Annie. Matisse, say goodbye. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, hopefully three points next week at least. But um, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Three points hopefully. in two days, mate. Three points in two days. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah. subscribe, uh, follow our socials, Instagram, all, the, all that good stuff. But yeah, um, thank it's all you for in, It's all in the description, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Yes, thank you very much for watching um it's been ari it's been matisse um thank you very much for watching keep safe and we'll catch you all later cheers bye